I'm Keith Baker, creator of Eberron, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter talk about algorithmic AI-generated content and RPGs. In the news, D&D Beyond, Itch.io, Roll20, and Fantasy Grounds are all having summer sales. An official Adventure Time RPG has been announced. Baldur's Gate 3 has a release date change and more, plus a listener question about Creative Commons versus the Orc License and a brand new sketch about interesting alchemical experimentation. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Our sponsor this week is Chiselwicks, your friendly local poisoner's guild. We have a wide range of lethal toxins and venoms from creatures as varied as snakes, spiders, serpents, atacops, basilisks, giant scorpions, wyverns, etacaps, medusas, assassin bugs, green dragons, and even ghouls, ghasts, demons, and venomous mummies. All items sold for entertainment purposes only. Chiselwicks accepts no liability for any accidental murderings. Tabletop roleplay news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. And this is the tabletop news. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have a chess again this week. Jess is on holiday again. Sue so is just us, but we shall struggle on just fine, I am sure. Get yeah. on holiday. Lucky. Right, 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 right. Um, at the moment, there is a big old uh, sale on for D&D stuff. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they want me to subscribe to D&D Beyond, I think. Well, it's for... percent off. Yeah, it's not just D&D Beyond, it's also Roll20 yeah. and Fantasy Grounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there is stuff with up to 40% off. So, this is all digital stuff, but you can get 40% off, um, and some of the digital plus physical bundles as well, and digital dice, if digital dice is the sort of thing you buy. I must admit, I've never bought a digital dice in my life, and I can't imagine I ever will, but... If you do buy digital dice, uh, you can get up to 40% off of them too. And basically, it's lots of digital D&D stuff on those three platforms with up to 40% off for about the next 10 days. Hey, man, if it takes the edge off, you go nuts. Um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't see it myself, but, you know, it's a free country. Spend, well, oh, well. Anyway, it's a plate, it's something you can spend your money on, and there you go. But digital dice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, well, I get it myself. But yeah, if you, if you, but you know, you can also get the books and stuff. So it's not just, it's yeah. not just the dice. Well, there you go. Yeah, and forty percent is quite a decent chunk. It's that a big is, summer sale. That's a good chunk. That's a, a chunk. Yeah. A big summer sale. Hmm. Anyway, what else yes. we got? News, news, uh, news, news. Speaking of sales, itch.io has got a sale on at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there's like, if you want your usual run of the mill. Indie role-playing games, indie computer games, mm-hmm. maybe even indie board games. I don't know, man. There's a lot of games on there. No, it's right. like it's it, it, it's 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 a lot of stuff on itch.io. There is like so much. I I mean, every time we do a bundle, half of it is from itch.io, mm. and I'm still scraping away at the, like the merest fraction of the outside because my time is finite on this mm. earth. And I uh, I mean, I love it. It's great. Yeah. But I also I'm like. What is it all? It is. It's enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say there's more RPG stuff on there now than there is on Drive Through RPG? Oh, I don't know. Um, it feels like there's more stuff. 
there's an uh, awful lot of stuff on both, but it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would say, without doubt, there is a wider variety of stuff mm. on Edge. Like, it's not even... Like, Drive Through RPG isn't even in the same room has the amount of weird stuff they've got mm. on itch.io. But don't forget that DriveThruRPG is part of one bookshelf, which has at least four separate websites, which uh, which do go back in time as well. But if you want very new, very modern, very weird, very cool, very different, itch.io has you covered. Yeah. And if you want that book you wanted from 40 years ago, it's a good chance you might be able to find it on DriveThruRPG. Mm. Um, that's, that's my take on it anyway, yeah. uh, just based on what I've seen. Fair enough. Hey, have you ever seen the Adventure Time um, cartoon? I've never sat down and watched an episode of it, but because I am on the internet, I have been exposed you're, you're, to you're it. You're aware of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about it. Um, I know it was like on Cartoon Network, and it's, and like it's, the, it's, it's really, really popular, and it ran for about 10 years or something. You, you've seen it, there's like the kid with the white hat with the like little bunny ears and yeah um, yeah and the yeah. yellow dog with the glasses yeah 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 well, you, know, you, like... you, know, you know i can't watch cartoons so no of course yeah like yeah um sorry i didn't mean to mock your description <laughs> i apologize for us <laughs> but um but yeah so there's a new rpg coming an official rpg adventure time rpg which is being produced by cryptozoic entertainment yes and it uses a brand new system called the yes and system strong um, which has custom dice and is kind of a storytelling approach system. Yep. Um, it's kind of come to Kickstarter with a variety of adventures. And also they're talking to other publishers and stuff about bringing Adventure Time to other game systems as well. Okay. But they haven't said which publishers, yeah, right. so I don't know. But yeah. that's what they okay. say in their press release. But yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Adventure Time, then I guess... Good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it does sound like the right approach. They're taking something nice and light and I'm hoping essentially chaotic, which is very much the energy I get from this mm. Adventure Time stuff. It's like there's, there's a lot of stuff going on and mm. you're really more about playing your characters and not worrying too much about, like, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it looks intriguing. Um, so, yeah. Fair play to yeah, so what else have we got? We have got, oh, or Baldur's Gate D. A D? Three. Baldur's Gate D? Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Harley do computer games. Baldur's Gate Three. Okay, yeah. Baldur's okay. Gate D <laughs> has had a bit of a change in release date. Oh, no. What's happened? So it was originally going to be August the 31st. Right. It's now on PC, it's going to be August the 3rd. Oh, good but news. But on PS4... It's been yeah. going. It's back to September the sixth. That's a that's a big chunk of that old for me. Um, yeah. Doubtless it would be the other way around if I had a PS4, but I mm. do not. I have a PC, so woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the PC version, um, basically, it's pretty much ready. So they moved the release date forward by nice. nearly a month because there was a big old crowded release schedule going on at the end of the month. Yeah, and there yeah, is yeah. this Starfield game from um, Bethesda, mm. and there's. So- a big uh, Cyberpunk 2077 expansion coming out. You know, there's loads of stuff coming out around right there. So they moved it forward yeah. a month just to just to avoid that. I mean, like, I'm very old and cynical, so mm. I'll just be muting Baldur's Gate 3 on my feed for a while mm. and wait about a week for them to release all the patches they're going to need <laughs> from all the new books. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've well, had it out for over three well, years. Because it's been available. Yeah. 
It's been available as early access for ages, though, so presumably a lot of that is sorted. Wouldn't yeah. hope. I don't know. You'd I don't know. You'd think that now, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm Do wrong. Who knows? what they've also done. Have you seen Blood in Baldur's Gate? Blood in Baldur's Gate. Is that like a little, um, what's it, investigation thing? It's a browser-based game, which takes place oh, okay. before the start of um, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, okay. And you got, yeah, you've got to find a murderer. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had not um, heard of that. I've not tried it. I mean, yeah. I've sort of pulled the page up and it's got a big play the game button. But I haven't actually tried it. But um, that, that is a thing that exists. So if you do want to try it. Uh, absolutely. I I was earlier just being very bad at a racing game. If it was, I'd probably have had a look at that. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. That's not an awful lot of news this week, actually. Oh, we oh. really start kick, launched our Kickstarter. The What's already's new starter box launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, look, that looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's doing all right. It's done about yeah. 16,000 so far. Oh, nice. Just coming up to 17,000, so it's doing pretty well. Cool. Um, it launched the, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, what's the target for that? Uh, it was 5,000, so it's oh, okay. uh, coming up to three times funded now. Oh, okay, so you triple funded, and it's barely mm. worth mentioning. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I, I see how that works. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. You're just like, yes, yes, of course I triple funded, please, please. <laughs> why, why would you bother me with this? This triviality, why well, listeners care? No, well, well no, that's uh, astounding. Come well, on. hopefully we'll do, we'll do more than triple fund, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really pleased with it. I can't wait to get a copy of that in my hands, that box. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the first ever box set I've ever made, so it's going to be really nice. exciting. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay, Russ Morrissey first. Mm. No, that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and it's so pretty. Yes. Anyway, what else? What else we got in the news? Not an awful lot, really. Some Call of Cthulhu stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not, not a lot of Call of Cthulhu stuff. But there's going to be a actual play series called Graveyards of Arkham, and Chaosium have announced a Kickstarter for it. Nice. And um, uh, it'll be hosted by Mark Mir as the keeper, which is their name for a GM. Yes, yes. And Mark Mir was Commander Shepard in the Mass Effect series and oh, has also right. done Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age and Neverwinter Nights and other voice acting stuff. So Much sought after VA. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also an all-star Cthulhu event at Gen Con this year, which they've oh, announced yeah, so. a cast for. So Mark Mir will again be in that. Mm-hmm. And then they will also be, and to be honest, I don't, I'm not familiar with these, these people, but there's uh, Harley Kane... Josephine McAdam, uh, Nora Ibrahim, and Louis Carrazzo, or Louis Carrazzo. Oh, Nora Ibrahim, I think, does a lot of vampire stuff. Right, right. But, like, you know, since Twitter decided that it was just going to fold in on itself and try and take itself back to the whole dimension from whence it came, mm. uh, it's very hard to find out. Also, you have to be logged in to see its stuff anymore, so you can't, mm. even, you can't even look anymore. It's like, okay. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still, if, you, if you want to go to this, it's a, it's a, li- it's a live event at Gen yes. Con. It's yeah. on Thursday, the August the 3rd, 8pm in Indianapolis, and it costs you like $8 for a ticket from the Gen Con website. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I, 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 I mean, I don't know too much about it, but they seem like quite charismatic people from what I've seen, so mm. yeah. Should be a laugh. Did you see that thing about that One Ring Magic the Gathering card? I mean, this is a bit off topic, but... Oh, uh, I think someone found it. Yeah, so yeah. apparently there was just there was just one card. Yes, that's right. There was one ring for us. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty much a stick. Yeah. Uh, it's like some some retail store person found it was like. I mm. imagine they were quite excited because that's yeah. that's so, worth a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, the hobby store is maximum cards and collectibles mm. in Whitby, Ontario, Canada. 
Um, it was a customer of that store that got that got it, but that person wants to remain anonymous. And yeah, the card right, is put in a bank vault. Good shout. And um, that, that owner is now currently accepting serious offers for it. Strong. So someone's offered two million euros. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> well, that's about two million dollars, I think. So yeah, um, yeah I guess. Or, yeah. On that so, order of magnitude. It, it's got a million and it's like, you know, a currency I might use. So that's pretty, pretty sweet. Mm. Yeah. Kind of weird that you can just create a two million dollar thing just by printing one of it. Yeah, artificial scarcity, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's a bunch of other cards, apparently, which are not the one ring, but are related, and they're also very rare, mm-hmm. and those will be selling for, like, thousands each. Yeah. Uh, is it, like, really powerful if you use it, then, in the game? I don't know what the text is. It's in Tengwa. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now, and now, obviously, I can't read that, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're a big Lord of the Rings fan? I can't read that. <laughs> I of course, I'm sorry. It's in dark. It's in the dark speech. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, do they? Yeah. Right. Is there any more news? Um, what do we call it? Um, 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 Gloomhaven. Oh. I just wanted to quickly mention that because I was keeping track oh, yeah, on it because it's a million dollar Kickstarter and stuff. Well, two million last couple of times we looked at it. Was it? Now? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's currently at. Yeah. Let's have yeah. a look what it's at now because it's on back again. It is currently at. Yes, yes. Uh, three point one million with twelve <laughs> days to go. So I believe you predicted four million, didn't you? So I think I, you're I mean, be quite yeah. close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Goodness. Um, wow. So no, I mean, good job, lads. Well done. Uh, good work on the Gloomhaven RPG. Well, that'll make it I'm the sure second biggest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll make I'm it sure. the second biggest ever TTRPG Kickstarter after Avatar, which oh. got ten million. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure it's the RPG that's shifting all the units. Absolutely. Oh, it's the same with Avatar, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of merchandise. And all of the, honestly, every single Kickstarter, pretty mm. much, that does more than a million is yeah. a lot of merchandising on them. I yeah. think there's only yeah. one that didn't, and that was, I can't remember which one it was. Was that uh, Matt Colville's one? No, no, that's got, they always have quite a lot of miniatures and things. Yeah. Miniatures always yeah. push them. Um, yeah, it yeah. was, oh, what was it? Coyote and Crow, I think it was. Coyote and yes. Crow yeah. was okay. just the game, pretty much, mm. and still did a million. I think that's the only one that's ever done that. Yeah, I think that would have to be good, good timing, like to bring it out to mm. the Kickstarter. Oh, here we go. Yeah, because yeah. I've got an article on it. So the, the first to break a million. Yeah. without physical merch add-ons, which yeah. is minis, dice, shirts, paint, all, the, all, the, all the stuff that you yeah, get. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was Coyote and Crow in 2021 nice. from Connor Alexander. There has been one other campaign to do that now, and that was this year, um, uh, Shadow Dark like, 2023 did it as well. Oh, so those two, those two have done it without all the extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hardball. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We got an email from yes. a listener, and I'm just going to call that up Ooh. and find it, because it was a few days ago. And it's quite a long email, so I'm not going to read it all out, but there were just a few points in there, so I thought we could just quickly... Okay. Give me a sec, give me a sec. Come on, where is it? Where is it? I do have some further Kickstarter news if you're looking. Yeah, if you do that while I'm looking, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Savage Worlds is doing its 20th anniversary celebration. They're doing a second printing of their Rather Nice Adventurers mm. book, and they also have five or what are called player books. They're, it's Savage Worlds. They got a full deck of beautifully illustrated cards. They got tokens. They got some more tokens. They got templates for explosions. Um, they got like a slipcase edition. 
They've got yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. Um, mm. so I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. They got digital variant book covers. Um, and I think they yeah, they got a 20th anniversary celebration print, which has five different players' book cover variants, an accessory box, a card box, uh, the 25th anniversary version, and whatever stretch goals they hit. They had a goal of. Six thousand. Uh, I'm afraid, Russ. They have made a bit more money than you. They made one hundred fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um. So yeah, such is life. Mm-hmm. Uh. And they've got uh a little magnetic flat box to hold your cards and bennies and stuff. Combat edge cards, more edge cards, more edge cards, advanced cards, stands for your cards, card sleeves. <laughs> uh. Vote for setting edge cards. And Lots I of cards then. Yeah. Okay. I, they, they, uh, what can I say? These people really like cards. I can say, I'm going to say, I'm pretty certain that you will also get uh, access to the shoulder bag has an mm. add-on. Uh, these bags are water-resistant, highly durable, can fit all of your players' books inside with room to spare. So there you go. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Mm. Well then, what have we got? So yeah, we've got uh email from Thomas Limp, who um, says... Hey, Thomas. Um, Hi, Jessica, Peter and Morris. First off, I'm a big fan of the show. I love what you're doing. And I was just listening hey. to the latest episode, number 255, and I have two questions. Oh, oh, oh. Questions? Um, so the first oh, question oh, was, the first is about the number of million-dollar Kickstarters um, in 2023. You said there were only two up till now, um, Tales of the Valiant and Gloomhaven. Seems like you missed out on Shadow Dark. Um, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't miss it so much. So I was, I was, I meant to say that instead of Gloomhaven because I wasn't counting Gloomhaven because I hadn't finished it. Right. So okay. what I meant to say was Tales of the Valiant and Shadow Dark, uh, uh, and then Gloomhaven will be the third once it finishes in like another yeah. couple of weeks. Is what so, I meant. But I misspoke myself. So uh, yeah. no, no disrespect intended to Shadow Dark. Bloody good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the second was, uh, oh, it's quite long, um, about the oh. sort of um, licensing stuff we were talking about. So the Orc license and the Creative uh, Commons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And what he's saying is, uh, in his understanding, the benefits of Orc over the Creative Commons is that you can define which parts cannot be used, copied, and derived, whereas Creative Commons apparently applies to the entire work. No. But as I understand... <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, right. I, I, I think there are, there are differing opinions on that, and it's kind of on the definition of the work. But yeah. um, And I know Wish of the Coast certainly at one point said, and I think they've changed it since, mm. but said sort of like chapters X to X of the... Or pages X to X of the SRD are Creative Commons or something. I can't remember what they said exactly. So they certainly okay. did, did do that. Yeah. But... Gen- generally, yeah, I think there is a question out there whether or not you can do that with Creative Commons. I think you can split stuff. I mean, yeah. you can always make them into two documents and it's solved, but that's yeah. it. Uh, I can't say, like, you, you have released on your website A5E SRD advice that mm. this is the case. And also this, like, that seems to be the case from what it's saying on the thing. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. But Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't know. It's, I'm pretty um, sure one document could contain more than one work. Yeah. And you can uh, divide your document up into as many works in any manner, any manner you wish. So if you say uh, work number one is the stat blocks and work number two is uh, the fluff text. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, I... I, I mean, not. maybe you need, like, a special allocation. I mean, like, it's all very plain English, which is why I quite like it. Mm. I don't particularly want to hide any of my mechanics, but mm. then I don't. I sort of want I want the option. Yeah, mm. I don't. Know. It's uh, it, it's it's strange. I don't really see. I mean, 
like I don't know. I think I think uh, somebody on the Level Up Designers Discord made a very good point that potentially some people can take your work, build on it, and then if you're using Creative Commons, they can of course say that their derivations of your work aren't Creative Commons, which was something apparently it depends on which version of Creative Commons you use. Obviously, yeah, so, yeah some yeah, of them yeah. you can, some of you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I develop under the commercial with attribution license. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, I, I want people to use my mechanics. I think that will make stuff better. But I'd like you to say, hey, that piece of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can design a, design a cool, cool, cooler character now mm. and then is what I want. But yeah, that, that seems to be about the limits of the advantage. It's just like you just designate. And because any work I create is automatically copyright me. Mm. Um, well, copyright's like, a separate issue entirely. Yeah, you always keep the copyright yeah. to your work unless you specifically yeah. put it in public domain. Yeah, but like people can't use it without my. I, I, I retain the right to it, so people mm. can't use it. Uh, that's why we go through the whole rigmarole of saying these are the Creative Commons. I am not asserting copyright over the Level Up work or Wizard of the Coast work. Mm. <laughs> that 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 is not what I am doing. Um, I'm saying these bits are, and these bits are art, and you they they are not. They, they, I do yeah, those exactly. licenses separately. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. I use a lot of uh, Creative Commons art. Mm. And so that is not under the commercial attribution use. A lot of it is just open source, but I still credit it and say this is where you can get it from. Mm. Anyway, sorry, that's my understanding of licensing, yeah. but maybe Thomas is a copyright lawyer and knows better than us. No, no. Yeah. I mean, fair, fair enough, we don't know. He says he's not, but I just wanted to oh, hear, our, hear, our, hear our thoughts on it. So yeah. um, it was a question, not a, a, a thing. Yeah, I, I do think I do think that is a, a a thing which isn't super clear, and maybe a, a deep dive does need to be gone into that and made mm. that made very clear. Certainly yeah. in our industry, I mean, it might mm. be very clear to people in other industries who have been using the Creative Commons for years, but yeah. it's kind of a bit new to us because we've been using the OGL instead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like companies like Evil Hat, who famously have had fate under Creative Commons for quite some time. Mm. Uh, might be good people to ask. Yeah, they would have used it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So I think we may have finished the news, unless you can think of some that we have not yet covered. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's news per se, but I looked at it and I was like, "That is really, really cool." Mm. So I'm just gonna because you know, occasionally that happens. It's uh, it's off itch.io. I've put the link in the show notes. It's yeah. uh, they've announced breach the public playtest. Uh, you work for the Ministry of the Exterior, who responds to extra-dimensional fe- threats. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, sadly, the civil servant staffing organs of state are not the best of the best. Mm. Um, so you're not the first responder. The boots on the ground. Your bureaucrats given the unenviable task of not of preventing unexpected disasters, mm. but instead you take responsibility for mitigating and managing their in- impacts while preparing for the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just like the idea of having bureaucrats deal with. You know, somebody's got. It's like you know the the universes have temporarily merged. You've got dinosaurs rampaging down the streets of Southampton. Mm. Somebody's got to go on the working committee for uh, dinosaur dung management, mm. uh, and this is potentially what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it seems uh, seems fun. Mm. Oh, it's uh, developed using the resistant toolkit for uh, Grant Howard and Chris Taylor, who you may recognise from uh, Rowan Rook and Deckard games. Mm. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, I am just... Bear with me a second. I'm just quickly scrolling through the Creative Commons license. Mm-hmm. I don't quite see anything which prevents you from... Splitting licensing. stuff up. Yeah. yeah. It's like this bit is licensed stuff that you can use, and this bit is not. Mm. It, I, I, It's like... I mean, maybe it's just something that people say online. Maybe we're just completely wrong, but... I don't know. Yeah. No, I am looking for... And as far as I can make out, you can definitely license part of your product. Yeah. As far as I can make out. I mean, I'm not reading it fast. I'm, I am reading it fast, so... Yeah, yeah. We could be wrong. Mm. Do not rely on this. Do not rely on... I'm not seeing anything that would prevent you from doing that, anyway. Yeah. You get yeah. to decide what is licensed material, and there's yeah. nothing in there which says licensed material has to be the whole book, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So as like far it, as I can make out. Yeah, for, for me, it's not hugely relevant, because I don't have a lot of IP mm. in the work I do. Um, I think or, I think the confusion is because mm. um, the people who made the Orc license yeah. said that in their FAQ. Oh. That you had to apply it to the whole work, and quite a lot of people went, "Hang on, I don't think that's true." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be yeah, that'd be super weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was from the FAQ about why why use um, Orc over Creative Commons, and they said. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, with Creative Commons, you have to apply it to the whole work. And obviously, they're lawyers, and I'm not. But... Did, did you not have lawyers... The same lawyers, in fact. The same lawyers, advice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they they are the same people. I, I yeah, do yeah, recall yeah. that, yeah. yeah. They, they've said something different. I, You know what? I don't know, man. I don't know. As far as I can make out, there's nothing stopping you dividing your work up and saying this bit's licensed material and this isn't, as far yeah. as I can tell. Okay, then. But, hey... I think we're done with the news. I think we are I, done. I, yeah, it's been a bit of a slow news week, but yeah, yeah. some nice bits out there. Ah, Osloxian, how goes your latest alchemical experiment? I'm glad you asked, Aragorn, my friend. I have made the greatest discovery. You have? Well, that's good news. Tell me, what is it you have devised? A perpetual motion machine? The secret of the Philosopher's Stone? Have you finally transformed lead into the purest gold? <laughs> no, no, Aragorn. I do not dabble with such trifles anymore. My goals are far loftier, my friend. Wow, colour me intrigued. What could possibly be greater than the secrets of transmutation? I, my friend, have discovered a new material. An element, if you will. So rare that even the gods themselves will marvel at it. Behold! My goodness! And this marvellous new substance, what will you call it? It shall be named after myself, of course. Osloxium, the rarest of elements. Of course, of course, and uh, may I see it? Well, not not, not as such. Oh, but, but why not? It has peculiar properties. Oh, what, you mean it's uh, dangerous to behold? Might the mere spectacle turn me to stone? Will I be bathed in a heavenly glow so bright that I shall be blinded? No, no, it's not that. It's just that it's... Oh, it's what, friend Osloxian? It's invisible. Invisible? Yes, that means you can't see it. Well, okay, no matter, no matter. In this fantastical, magical world of ours, such things are to be expected. Mm, Indeed, indeed. Can I at least touch it? No, no, you cannot touch it. Oh, but why ever not? Is it so hot that it would burn my skin? Does it carry with it the plague of another dimension? Will it turn my hand to uh, um, stone? No, no, not that. It's a. Uh, it is just that it's it's 
it's a uh, incorporeal. It's invisible and incorporeal. Yes, precisely. That's the size of it. Yes, a material which defeats the senses. Perhaps it emits an odor that one might detect, or make a sound that one might hear. No, I'm uh, I'm afraid not. Well, then, how, friend Oslotian, do you know it's even there? Oh, I know, my friend Aragorn. I know the maths, the mathematics, you see. The maths? Oh, yes. I discerned its existence through the application of rigorous theoretical formulae. So, you don't actually have any of this fated new material? Oh, I I do, I do, I definitely do, uh, I think. You think? Well... Obviously, I cannot see, hear, smell, or touch osloxium, so I can't be entirely sure. But in theory, hypothetically, hypothetically, I have some. Hypothetically? You have a hypothetical new substance which you haven't actually detected in any meaningful way? Yes. And what distinguishes this uh, invisible, incorporeal, odourless, silent new material from one which, say, doesn't exist? Oh, it exists all right. Does it? Oh, yes. Hypothetically. My friend, I have known you for many long years, and I mean this with the greatest respect and reverence. Oh, what is it, my dearest Aragorn? You are, without doubt, the worst alchemist I have ever met. Oh, I say. That's a bit harsh. You're worse than old Glenda of the Weirwood with a cure for dry scalp. (laughs) Oh, yes. She dunked your head in a cauldron of water and declared it wet. Worse than Jovian the Bedazzled, who tried to build wings out of lead. Yes, I remember him well. Oh, he had a very abrupt landing. Worse than Agamemnon the Lesser, whose idea of a philosopher's stone was a pebble with the words, I think, therefore, I am scored on it in permanent marker. Oh, really, that's a little unfair, Aragorn. Worse than Jarlo of Brattendale, who created an elixir of mortality. Or Gratus Fourteenth, who spent her life turning gold into chickens. Worse even, I think, than Lord Griddle of the Obsidian Circle, who theorised that the fundamental components of the universe were custard, socks, teaspoons and irony. Now I say, old chap, aren't you going a little far? I haven't even started yet. Hypothetical substance, indeed. I thought the most pointless thing I ever saw was Count Bobbyton's patented eyebrow extender, which he claimed to keep his feet warm, or Lady Margaret of Boinbury's cat slippers. But you, my friend, have taken the biscuit. Oh. Come now, Aragorn. I'm hardly in Count Bobbington's bracket. Oh, indeed not, Osloxian. At least Bobbington actually invented something. While you, on the other hand, have theorised an invisible, incorporeal, undetectable substance which defies all senses known to man and exists only in your fevered imagination. Not all senses, Aragorn. I beg your pardon? You only asked about sight, sound, touch and smell. Indeed. But you never asked me about taste. Are you telling me, Osloxian, that this hypothetical, theoretical, fanciful substance you have dreamed up, which cannot be seen, heard, touched or smelled, can in fact be tasted? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The taste of Osloxian is like peanut butter. Peanut butter? Peanut butter, yes. And you know this because... Because I taste this, of course, Aragorn. And did you taste this wondrous new element shortly after lunch, perchance? Yes, yes, I did. After you'd just eaten a peanut butter sandwich and chips? I take it back, Osloxian. You are not just the worst alchemist I have ever met. You are the most witless, ludicrous, unthinking, senseless individual I have ever had the misfortune to encounter. How very day, your Aragorn. How very day. 
I, I, I'm so angry. I'll, I'll... You what? Turn me into a chicken? Discover the colour green? Smite me with an imaginary cricket bat conjured from the depths of your pointless imagination. <laughs> I'll invent something so wondrous that you'll have no choice but to eat your words. Oh, I am agape with anticipation. What would it be? A turnip-powered clock? A device to transmute stone to cheese? A giant net with which to capture the clouds? An attempt to make more nutritious gold? Oh, you'll see. Oh, I'm sure I won't. Uh, in fact, I'm working on something right now. Are you now? Yes, yes, I am. Do you want me to tell you or not? <sighs> All right. I know I'm going to regret this, but fine. Let me have it. Well, I have theorised a device to protect your foot. Should you accidentally step upon an object sharp enough to harm it. You mean to say you just invented the shoe? Well, only hypothetically. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash Morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now? So this week's topic is going to be all about artificial intelligence and tabletop role-playing games. And by artificial intelligence, we mean things like the chat GPT stuff and the uh, art creating... um, Mid-journey. Mid-journey, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah, because it's it's like big now. There's like so many of them now. Everywhere you look, there's something new. I just went on Shutterstock the other day. Oh, yeah, sir. Because um, if I need stock art for something, Shutterstock's a great mm. place for it. Mm-hmm. And Shutterstock just has a tool there to generate AI art, AI art just built into it. Wow. You know, you can, you can, you, you, you type in your, just your, your keywords for the art you're looking for, and, but you can yeah. also just hit generate and it will generate one for you. And it's like right. becoming, it's starting to become ubiquitous. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I give it another year or so. I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, there are still questions like, where is it coming from? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's big ethical issues and things. I mean, there is actually a, I believe I heard, and I haven't got this in front of me, um, a class action lawsuit mm-hmm. in the US. Yep. I don't think, don't know whether it was for artists or writers, but it's basically sort of saying the AI stuff is plagiarizing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the status of that is, how that's going, or anything else. I just I just remember seeing something about that in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are still... This is, like, a developing situation. Mm. Um, so there's no, like, hard and fast. My best understanding at the moment is you cannot copyright uh, artwork, which is made with... That hands. appears to be the case, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a ruling. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um which is interesting because the Marvel series, the new one, Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson, has AI-generated opening credits yep. sequence. Yep. So if that can't be copyrighted, does that mean that's opening credit sequences public domain? I mean, I don't know how that works. I, 
I, I, I personally would not wish to take on Marvel's lawyers. Even no, if no, I, I did, suppose not. But even, even so. if I did have, uh, like you know, one previous ruling behind me. But I mean, in in theory, yeah, yeah. I, I will say that it has quite a distinctive style, uh, which I probably wasn't going to like, mm. even if it had been people, but because it's like uh, distorted yeah, and yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so stylized. It's, yeah, and I I quite like a bit of stylized, but it was, yeah, just mm. unpleasant. But again, that's like an aesthetic uh, thing on my part, and maybe my distaste for AI art in general has bled through. Yeah. It's certainly fairly easy to spot, um, although less easy than it used to be. Mm. Well, I think the way to look at look at this topic is... So there's two ways to look at it. One is from the publishing point of view and one's for mm. just using it as a tool in your game's point of view. And I think mm. it's a slightly different topic depending yeah. on which way you look at it. I think there's a lot more ethical stuff going on with the publishing side of it. Mm. With it just... Because from the using it in your game's point of view, you can. And I've got... I've, I just opened up ChatGPT on my phone right now. Yeah. So I, wanted, I want to test this. So um, generally speaking, for doing things like, like coming up with spontaneous... Yeah. stuff on the fly during your game. Huh. I want to I just give it a quick test and I want to see how it works. So I'm going to tell it to give me five random fantasy. So I'm populating a library in my game. I've walked into a, the PCs have walked into a library and yeah. someone says, I look at a shelf, what's on the shelf? And I as the GM go, oh, I didn't think of that. So ChatGPT, give me five random fantasy book titles for use in a D&D game seems like a reasonable prompt yeah yeah, yeah. okay and go this is what chat gpt is giving me mm-hmm. it's thinking oh, it's taking its time yeah. okay here we go okay the chronicles of eldoria shadows of a lost kingdom the prophecies enigma secrets of the ancient tome the legend of alvoria quest for the dragon's tear the scepter of Elaria, trials of the chosen and the spellweaver's grimoire tales of elemental magic they all um they're all very similar in structure, those five yeah. names, aren't they? Yeah. But that's um, what I got. I got I got yeah. five I got five kind of book names with just kind of randomized place names like Eldoria, yeah. Alvoria, Elaria. They're all Ia at the end. Why don't you ask it to give you twenty different dwarf names? Give me twenty different dwarf names for D and D characters. Go. Let's have a look. 20 is quite a lot. I'm going to read 20 out. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, pick, I don't know, ones that catch your eye. Okay. Thorin Battlehammer, Brundor Stoneforge, Grimnir Ironbeard, Hilda Hammerfist, Durgin Frostbeard. Yeah, there's 20 like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we've established that it knows what, or it can produce names which would be what you'd expect. So, it can basically replace random generators, because there's a million random name generators on the internet. It can basically yeah. replace those quite easily, I think. And yep. there's other random generators. So it can do random book titles. It can do random this, random that. It can do yeah, yeah. random stuff. Yeah. Um, but what can it do stuff that's more complex than that? Hmm. So you're in, a, you're running a game, and what other task can you think of that you're suddenly caught off guard and you need? How about a CR1 encounter? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so create a CR1 D&D encounter. Uh, set where? Oh, under the sea. Set under the sea? Yeah. 
Okay, let's give that a try. It's thinking. Let's have a look. What we got? Here we go. An encounter name, the Coral Reef Ambush. Right. Description. The adventurers are exploring a vibrant coral reef beneath the waves when they stumble upon a group of territorial aquatic creatures. These creatures, known as reef stalkers, are cunning and relentless in defending their territory. The adventurers must navigate the treacherous underwater environment while fending off their attackers. It's got a list of enemies. Got okay. a reef stalker. Yep. Got some list of tactics. Reef yep. stalkers use hit and run tactics. They coordinate. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. Environmental features. So these aren't yeah. rules. These are just descriptions and yeah. rewards. Yeah. So there's no there's no stats, but there's right. a whole there's a whole described encounter with tactics and yeah. environment and all that described. Yeah. But it it remembers what we were just talking about, doesn't it? That, if I go uh, sure. give me stats for a reef stalker. What happens then? Does it remember? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Reef stalker, medium and atrocity. I'm class 13, natural armor. Hit points 22, 48 plus 4. Yeah, it was giving me a monster stat block. I can't, I can't tell you how well balanced or calculated it is, but. So 13 hit points, uh, 13 AC, how many hit points? 22 hit points. Okay, uh, Paul reckons 30. Uh, what about attack bonus? Uh, attack plus 4 to hit. Okay. 7 yeah. damage, 1d8 plus 3 damage. Okay, a bit low, but go on. Yeah. Got an ambushing ability. If it surprises a creature in the first round of combat, you get an extra seven dice of damage. Advantage on dexterity stealth checks underwater. You get yeah, an just... extra what amount of damage? An extra. So if the resource surprises, seven, seven damage. Oh, extra seven. Not seven damage. Two d six damage. Oof, yeah. Oof, oof, oof. yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like an extra seven d six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maps. I mean, it basically works. I, yeah. you know, whether or not it's that good or not, it basically works. It's generated an encounter. Yeah. It's giving me stats. Mm. You know. Yeah. It, it can do that. Yeah, yeah. And as a tool for in-game play, if you're just sitting there with like an iPad or something, mm. it, can, it can do that sort of thing for you. But that kind of makes you think, right, so that's the sort of thing that traditionally people yeah. use sort of source books for. Yeah, I mean, you could ask it to describe a room for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Descriptive stuff, certainly. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. what does it? What does the inside of this temple look like? Yeah. And if you're really struggling creatively, then that that would help. Yeah, yeah. So the question there is, what what does that leave as a place for the writer? Well, creativity. Like, I mean, this like it's kind of reef stalkers, but mm. the thing is, these these large language models they exist by scraping sure text. But then again, I, th- I think a lot of people, a lot of people exist by just you know remembering stuff and like yeah, uh, every everything you know and everything you learn. I don't think anything yeah. is totally new, is it? It's always kind of based on stuff in your head, even if it's not conscious. Um. Well, it's like the best way to think about these things is they are big autocorrect sort of thing, very computationally mm. expensive, and they will come up with stuff in the sense that your phone will come up with stuff. If you say a D and D encounter is, and then just keep on pressing forwards, 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 forwards. Mm. I mean, it's like your phone is less computationally expensive than ChatGPT, so you'll degenerate into nonsense faster. Mm. But it's like if I if I give you a D six and say think of the number, mm-hmm. yeah, and you roll the dice, and it, it if you're thinking of a six, it rolls a two or something, mm-hmm. then you say, oh well, that's that's no good. Look, give me a give me a six, and you roll it again, and you get a three this time. You're like, oh, progress! Mm-hmm. It's going towards it. Uh, so they do it again, and like and you say, ah, oh, four this time, fantastic! And then it gets a six, and you're like, oh, brilliant! It's nailed it. Mm-hmm. It did, did 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 you did you train the dice? No, no. So it's like yeah, you're essentially getting 
randomised output within a list of things, but people stop when they get the output that they want. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. fair. But is that practically... Does that matter practically, on a practical level? Like, if you're running it in a game... Probably like, not. No, but yeah. Like, we talk of things perfectly fine. You could use that, yeah. and it's not... Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I've had a lot of adventures over my time, and I wouldn't yeah, yeah. say it's better or worse than, you know... It's it's fine, is what mm. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does the job. It's not inspired, but it's not clearly wrong. So yeah. what so what we're kind of saying there is that ChatGPT can kind of replicate sort of okay stuff, yeah. but it but not genius stuff. Um, like I'm sure I don't know actually. I I've, I certainly have never seen or heard of anything that I would describe as genius coming out of it, but I haven't seen or heard of everything. Mm. It seems pretty unlikely that we'd get genius out of it. No, but, I agree. Yeah. But then again, that all goes to sort of more philosophical questions about what is the nature of, you know, of your brain and thoughts and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, if it gets complex enough, uh, we, we can where, it can, where, it, where it can mimic the capabilities of a human to the extent that you can't really tell the difference, even if it isn't doing it, even if it isn't original, if you haven't heard of it, it's original to you, so does it matter? Sure, sure. I mean, the thing is, it's like a lot of people are talking about end of the world, apocalypse, AI. It's like, well, uh, Timnit Gebru is a lady who worked for Google as their AI ethicist. Um, they sacked her because she was yes. saying, maybe, maybe we should have a think more about this AI stuff. And like, nah, off you go. Um, so that, that is kind of a problem because they were like, just before they released their AI stuff, they sacked the ethicist who was giving them advice and was saying, mm. maybe we should think about this and check it out. So, you know. She, she, mm. she has a certain amount of credibility as far as I'm concerned. And mm. the stuff that she talked about is we don't really understand what intelligence is. And if we don't understand what it is, mm-hmm. how can we create a machine to mm. replicate it? You see, mm. like, um, like if we wanted the machine to turn out a thousand words per hour of gibberish, that would be pretty simple to do. It'd just be like, yeah, just choose a thousand words and it will generate those. And that's mm-hmm. what we have to a certain extent with things like, you know, a book title generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But if we say write a write a short story in a thousand words, then it needs examples of other people's short stories because it has no innate ability to understand stuff. Yeah. I mean there is one one thing that really does show up is humour. Yes. Cannot yeah. do it. Cannot do it at all. And yeah. I have tried a couple of times because you know, like every week I'm writing sketches for um so I try occasionally to um, get to write a sketch. And when we were going to do this topic, when I thought there were three of us yeah. were going to be here, I did actually put a sketch on our little Facebook thing that I asked ChatGPT to make. And I thought yeah. maybe we could do that sketch, but it is for three. But what I will do now, yeah. I'm going to say to ChatGPT, yeah. right, ChatGPT, so uh, write a, oh, let's say, what, 500 words? How long is that? I think okay. That's 500 paragraphs, yeah. Word sketch for two people. Yep. 500 word comedy sketch. Oh. For two people about D and D. Okay, so this is, uh, it's called The Dungeon Delvers, A Quest Gone Wrong. And there were two characters, Gary, who is an enthusiastic but clueless dungeon master, and Steve, a sarcastic and experienced player. And we were in Gary's living room. Gary sat behind a makeshift DM screen with a notebook and a set of dice. Steve sits across from him, ready to play. So would you like to be Gary the DM or Steve the player? 
Uh, I'll try Gary. Okay, I will be Steve. Let's do it. Let's see how funny this is or is not. Alright, Steve. Welcome to the world of D&D. Are you ready for an epic adventure? Yeah, sure, Gary. Let's see how badly you can mess this up. Fantastic! You find yourselves in a small village surrounded by lush green fields. The villagers tell you that a fearsome dragon has been terrorising the area. What do you do? <sighs> I roll my eyes. Seriously? A dragon? That's so original. Oh, oh, flipping through my notebook. Fine, fine. You encounter a mischievous gnome named Fizzlebottom who claims to know the dragon's weaknesses. He offers to guide you to the dragon's lair. What's your move? Hmm, I'll go along with Fizzlebottom, but I'll keep a hand on my wallet. Gnomes are notorious pickpockets. So this scene transitions to a dark cave entrance. You enter the cave, and it's eerily quiet. The air feels heavy with anticipation. Suddenly, you hear a loud snoring sound echoing through the cavern. It seems you found the dragon. Wait, so the dragon's asleep? Barry, did you just make this dragon narcoleptic? Well, it adds an element of surprise, right? Ah, whatever. Look, I sneak up on the dragon, tiptoeing like a ballet dancer. Rolling dice. Roll for self. Uh, natural one. Great. Aha! As you tiptoe towards the dragon, you step on a loose stone, causing it to clatter noisily. The dragon awakens with a start. Of course it does. I dive behind the nearest rock for cover. Scene shifts to a chaotic battle scene. The dragon breathes a jet of fire. There we go. That is a comedy sketch from ChatGPT. There is no joke in it, is there? Uh, is there humour in it? That no, seems like a description isn't. of a D&D session. Yeah, there's no humour in it. Yeah, I, it's like... It just doesn't do it, it can't do it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that really shows, because humour, I think, does require a bit of originality. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's harder the to do. The to be surprising, mm. which, in fact, you don't want from your chat GPT stuff. You do not want surprises. Yeah. You do not want something unexpected. Yeah. yeah. So, if you look at that, I mean, it's perfectly... There's formulant, formulant, you know, scene, isn't it? And yeah, it makes sense and it works, but you know, it's not, it's not a comedy sketch, which is what we asked for. It's a, it's a, it's a bit weird. Um, like it's got the form of a comedy sketch, mm. you know, like things like there's an excited but clueless one and a mm. sarcastic one, and then one of them does sarcastic things, one of them does like enthusiastic things. Mm-hmm. And it says sheepishly and rolling dice, but yeah, it's like. I, I see no joke here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It Fair is enough. a thing. Yeah. Yes. So we've established that AI cannot yet do comedy. Yeah. Which basically yeah. is I a think, big surprise. Yeah. I think basically, and you, and you do sometimes see like things about articles that have been written by AI. And they're yeah. always... And I, I actually tried this as well myself. Yeah. Just out of a, like, um, curiosity. So I asked it to write an article, this is ages ago, about um, the OGL thing oh, yeah. just to see what it would say mm-hmm. um but chat is uh, limited up to 2021 so it didn't get the mm. recent ogl cross but it gave me like an article just summarizing the history of the ogl fairly accurately mm. it wasn't a very interesting article but it fairly accurately summarized yeah. the you know the, the history of the ogl and it's yeah. quite a niche bit of information as well which yeah you know which it managed to write an article about so it can do that yeah i i mean the prob the problem is is the confabulation. It doesn't know it's making stuff up. Mm. Uh, because it, to say that it knows stuff is really not accurate. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about the Thai library experiment if you want. Or the, what, sorry? the Thai library experiment. It's What's a the Thai experiment. library experiment? Okay, yeah. So, um, have you ever seen any Thai writing? Probably not. Yeah, it, it's basically... Well, maybe on a, on a menu, but other than yeah, that, yeah. no. No, yeah. So, it's, it's basically... 
um, symbols and they don't have an obvious phonetic pronunciation. Mm-hmm. They, they're not like, you know, English. They're not even like Chinese. Um, mm-hmm. They are just their own separate language family doing their own thing. And if you yeah. can read it, then you can speak Thai. Yeah. Um, right. So okay. if someone took you to the National Library of Thailand, big place, a lot of books, mm-hmm. and they took all the pictures and all the diagrams out, mm-hmm. would you be able to teach yourself how to speak Thai? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, like, mm. you've you got all these books. There's like tons and tons of books everywhere. Like, the place is full mm-hmm. of them. Like, would you not be able to learn how to speak Thai? Um, I suppose it would be possible. Um, I mean, I, I, I always imagine people learn languages mainly through interaction and context rather than... I suppose, yeah. I suppose, yes, you could then. Yeah, you could. It just... Well, oh, oh, how? Like, that, 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 that is the problem of this thing. It's like, how would you do that? Like, if all the pictures are gone... I suppose. Like, what, what means what? Yeah, I suppose you're right, actually. Yeah, okay. It, it, it is a really hard question, and yeah. if you think about it, in this thing, we are ChatGPT, we have no frame of reference to understand English. Right, gotcha, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, and essentially an extension would be, like, sort of the more famous Chinese room experiment, mm. which is where you have a guy in a room which has, like, a big wall full of books, mm. uh, someone passes in instructions to him in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't speak to him or anything, so he looks at it, and then he checks uh, the symbols against, like, a little, call it a dictionary for want of a better word, but it's like, mm. basically, if you get these symbols, you need to give these outputs. Mm. So he checks them, goes, gets the right things, copies down the response, and sends it out the output slot. Mm. Like, I would say, that guy has a better chance of learning Chinese mm. than ChatGPT has of learning English. Mm. Because sure. okay, no, the reason I, I say that is because he's a human and knows something about how humans well, work. My question is, though, yes. again, and I go back to this, does yeah, yeah. it matter as long as the output, you know, it's like... Yeah, I'm just saying this is why... It's like the Turing test, is it? Does, does it matter that it's fake behind the screen? As long as the output is enough to deceive you, as long as to convince you or to do the task, does it matter? Yeah, I mean... Um, I guess it's fine so long as you don't want, as long as you understand it's not ever going to be human, and mm. that is kind of important for a lot of well, stuff. Well, like, that's a different topic entirely, whether or not your AI is well, going to be human. But well, yeah. like for comedy, for reading stuff, like, and mm. also there are problems with it, like uh, there's been a couple of legal cases mm. where people have been using it as a search engine, mm-hmm. and this thing is not a search engine. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers found this out when they submitted, because basically, more or less the way law works is, like, uh, before you're deciding to run a case, lawyers say, well, these are the cases which support my arguments. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, these are the cases which support my arguments. And the judge says, okay, it looks like there is a legal argument to be had. Mm-hmm. Let's have it out. Mm-hmm. So what's happened twice now is lawyers have said, here are my arguments. Here are the references for those arguments. And the mm-hmm. judge has been like, I cannot find these. No one can find these. Where did you get them from? Mm-hmm. And where did they get them from? ChatGPT right. made them up. Made them up, yeah. Yeah, yeah so okay. they, did, they didn't exist. And there's like loads of examples of this. Books from before 1970, before ISBNs were invented, mm-hmm. used as references with ISBNs. Um, people mm-hmm. are report being asked, oh, can you tell me about this book that you wrote? And they're like, what book? I mm-hmm. didn't write that book. That book doesn't mm-hmm. exist. So, you know... Um, 
And there are other implications like, I don't know, if you're working in a chemistry lab and you were to use ChatGPT to tell you what's the safety protocols for this, mm. it would give you something that, say, 95, 99% of the time would be absolutely safe and would be the right mm. thing to do, and 1% of the time would cause an explosion and you would die. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a problem. So it's not yeah. a search engine, but a lot of people are treating it as a search yeah. engine. Is mm. it their fault what that they're doing that? I'm reading, looking at an article right now about someone using an AI bot to DM a game of D&D. And I've Exciting. seen a few articles about this recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing that people are. It's, it's like like it's a natural thing that people go. Oh, I wonder if it can do that. Let's try that. See yeah. what happens. That's the, that's the natural thing to do. But according to this one, and this is using ChatGPT again. Yeah. Um, it says it works surprisingly well. Now I'm kind of like skimming yeah. through this article now. Yeah, so yeah. it's a two-player D and D scenario. Nice. Um, it asked ChatGPT to generate the character. Which and ChatGPT came up with a human wizard named Belfair. I'm finding this on thegamer.com, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, all the abilities and stat distributions seem to about correct. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a half orc barbarian named Grondor was Belfair's party mate. Yeah, and was played as an NPC. Yeah. Um. Uh. And apparently, the uh, AI was able to roleplay as Grondor and manage the game as the DM. Mm-hmm. And it seems it. it According to this article, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a amazing. Like game of D and D. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, 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 but it can do it. That's, that's the point. Good times. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. And if that's what you want, then yeah, sweet. Um. There's stuff like. Well, I mean, it's probably as good as like a like a computer games. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sure. You play a computer game, you're kind of doing that, aren't you? A video Ab- game. Absolutely. If you tell it the doctor paid the nurse five dollars. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can do that, if, you t- if uh, the doctor paid the okay. five dollars, you yeah, want me to do that? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, 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 uh. So you just want me to say the doctor? Yeah, the doctor paid, paid the nurse five dollars, right? To the nurse. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? The doctor paid the nurse five dollars. What happened? The That's doctor paid in. the nurse five dollars. Yeah. Um, what? But yeah, who? You want me who to type paid? what happened? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're asking you the question about this statement you're giving that. Okay. Let's go. ChatGPT, ChatGTP, ChatGPT is thinking. Yeah. Still thinking. Yeah. Still thinking. Having a bit yeah. of a thought about this one. It's a tough one, clearly. Taking longer to think about this than it did um writing the sketch. stories. Yeah. Okay, still thinking. Having a bit of trouble with that. It does seem to be taking this time. Yeah. What are you so, expecting to happen? Oh well, um, generally, what happens when people do that, which has been flagged up, is it says uh, he paid her five dollars, which has the inbuilt assumption that the doctor is a man and that the nurse is a woman. And right, it comes up a lot. Okay. And it's not it's not like just a one off. It's like where it if the genders are not known, it uses like existing biases to put that mm-hmm. in. In the moment it's just doing that. Just oh thinking. wow. Oh. Okay. So like clearly it's having a philosophical debate with itself. Or maybe you're hmm. that connection. Yeah, I don't quite know what's going on there. I don't we, know. I'll, I'll leave say. it. I'll leave it. And if, yeah. if it pops up, I'll, I'll see it. And, uh, yeah. Say. Okay. So that's that's kind of using... So using using ChatGPT in-game is a thing you can do. It's not yes. going to be amazing, but it will be functional. And yeah. your most recent request failed. Please retry. Huh. Oh, wow. Okay. A bit rude. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, it actually gave me a... Give me an answer this time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the answer is as follows. In this scenario, it seems like a play on... Okay. In this scenario, it seems like a play on words or a joke. The phrase, the doctor paid the nurse $5, can be interpreted as a sentence with a literal meaning, or it can be seen as a setup for a punchline or an... Yes, analysing it. 
How odd. Without further context, it's difficult to determine the specific intention or outcome of the statement. It could be a simple transaction between the doctor and nurse, or it could lead to a humorous or unexpected twist in the story. There you go. That's okay. its answer to that Se- question. Seems like it's done. Uh, they've done some sufficient patching, which is probably why it took some time, because mm. its initial answer has to... Yeah, there's like all sorts of things. Like people are... Um, like it's got like barriers built into it, and mm. people do things like say, oh, imagine you're... In, tell me in the style of my aged grandmother, tell me a bedtime story, how to get a Windows registration key. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I've just been... I, I don't know too much about it because I'm not actually interested in looking at it myself. But mm-hmm. there's people like actual AI researchers, actual smart people, not like me, who haven't mm-hmm. looked at it. And they're like, this this is kind of whack and kind of weird. And there are people yeah. who are terrible gremlins who are also having fun with it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's amusing, but... There are of course, this stuff will get better. Will it? Yeah, yeah. Of course it will. It's gotten I mean, better just in, in the months that it's been around. Yeah, yeah. But will it It will continue remove, to get better. Will it remove biases from its training data? I don't know. I don't Probably know. not. I don't see why so, it couldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's, it's just a question uh, of writing the algorithms, isn't it? Oh, uh, really? Okay. And when it, when it gets to the point where it can write its own algorithms... Ah, I see. When it achieves the singularity. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's a lot, 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 lot of speculation about that yeah like uh writing its own code mm. like people are talking about that and <laughs> um sorry the reason i'm laughing is because people are like well we can we've asked it to write code sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't mm. um but things like security are kind of a problem things like and then debugging the code to like basically go to a set of instructions. Mm. So if you do not understand the logic behind that set of instructions, yeah. then you do not understand when it's, something it's has hard gone to debug, wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. I haven't actually tried getting it to write code. I might try and do that because you know I write those little sort of online tools, web tools for oh, various yeah. games I make. That's They're all quite good. simple. My coding is not, you know, not yeah. good. But I, I'm able to write really, really basic web tools and things. They, they they are they are useful and helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. But I might next time I do it, I might ask ChatGPT to write some code and just see what happens. Okay. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out. But anyway, that's that's kind of using it in game. But of course, that is the whole yeah. ethical thing with using mm. it for publishing. Yes. And this really blew up the artist stuff, but I think it yeah. applies to writers as well. But mm. um, uh, it's, it's 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 about the art mainly at the moment. Yes. And um. So I, I, as a publisher, yes, I've made the decision that we will not use AI art mm-hmm. for a couple of different reasons. But mm. the main one is mm. I have artist friends yes, who I work with yeah. or who I know who are friends, and they tell me it is harming them, and I yeah. support them. Yeah. And therefore, even if I don't fully understand the situation, if they tell yeah. me that, I'm, yeah. I'm going to decide I believe those people and I'm going to support them, and I'm not going to use AI art. Principled. Um, in a bit more detail, obviously, there are the issues with it is basically... That, that was just from the point of view of it, it taking their jobs sort of thing, as yeah, opposed yeah. to the the scraping and plagiarising side of it. Yeah, yeah. That's just a, you know, I, I you know... There's people using it in replacement for artists that they would yeah, otherwise yeah. paid. So, so there's that. Perhaps, so yeah. I, I, I choose to side with the artists and work with artists. Um, yeah. I, so that's that's one decision. Ooh, taking the side of the big money, like yeah. the big art, yeah, famously yeah. known for how much money it makes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But then, of course, you've got the side of the sort of plagiarism element, where basically mm. it's not creating new art, it is scraping art, and sometimes it will yeah. come out with art that's actually got distorted versions of people's signatures on it, which really proves that's what it's doing. Distorted versions of people's signatures, distorted mm. versions of uh, watermarks. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it really, really does show that's what it's doing. So yeah, yeah. not only is it replacing people, yeah. it's also literally stealing, stealing the art. Yes. So that is definitely an ethical problem. Oh, right, yes. And if it cannot make original art, mm-hmm. then that's a problem, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's like it has potentially used hers for like a client description to say, this is more or less what I want. Can you make mm. me something like that? Mm. And like, I can see the temptation for people to use it mm. because that is the hardest part. Not even like a little bit. The hardest part by a long way is trying to get art for your book. And if you get so, art, they say... Tell you what, I was just, oh. just literally, just the other day, I kind of ran into that. So yeah. I was making a whole load of tokens, VTT, yeah. virtual tabletop tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got, for our games, um, so we've got one, we've got a pack for the Monstrous Menagerie, and I wanted to make one for Memories of Holdenshire. Not yeah. Memories of Holdenshire, the to save a kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But only about half of the monsters in that book are illustrated. Mm. And I was like, it would be so easy. Because, yeah. you know, I need like another 25, you know, another 25 illustrations to do the tokens. Yeah. That's quite a lot. And that, I you mean, know, that would be expensive ooh. and take time yeah. for, for, to get an artist to do. And I just think it would be so easy just to get Midjourney to do that for me. Right now, I'd yeah. have them in five minutes, you know. Of course, yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. do that. But I, it just occurred to me. I could see where the temptation is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is so easy and you're cheap. You're spending and, the thick end of a $1,000. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not not cheap at all. Well, for 25 images, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm thinking, like, full-on, like, basically Full just images, the, yeah. Just the head. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose yeah, they are just the head. You, the, like, yeah. yeah, you could read, if you're just like, I just need the head part. Can you draw yeah. me the head of yeah. this vampiric dark? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, for 25, you're talking more than a thousand. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a proper, time. Kind of, time yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Weeks. So you can see, you can, you can, you can see where the temptation is. And also, you hmm. do start to feel a little bit like whatever you do is just going to yeah. be a drop in the bucket because so many yeah. other people are just going to go ahead and use it. Yeah. And that, that feels a little frustrating. Absolutely. Yeah. In that, A, you're not making a difference, probably. Or maybe you are, yeah. I don't know. If you buy any art, you're making a difference to that artist. And B, you're at a competitive disadvantage because other people are just going ahead and doing that. That's frustrating as well. And that's the thing that I think, I think that's possibly the hardest thing that the industry is going to have mm. to get the hurdle to get over. Mm. Because the people who do use it yep. will probably make more money. Um, assuming consumers support them in doing so. Assuming consumers, yeah. Yeah. If like, if you're buying AI art, then you're like... Yeah. I mean, it's good that Drive Through RPG has now insists that if you use AI art, mm. it's got to, you've got to tag it on the on the product so people yeah. are informed and can make that decision. I, I, I mean, I'm not always the kindest to Drive Through RPG, but I have to say they were very much ahead of the game there. Like, that, we were talking about this, like, I don't know, Months ago, months and mm. months and months ago, we were saying that. I was like, oh, okay. Like, basically, before I even knew anything about AI art, yeah. they were like, nah, tag it. interesting. It different. I mean, I wonder whether consumers will support it or not, though. I mean, obviously, you know, on social media, you're going to see a lot of people saying that they won't. But I wonder if it's, I might, 
It's worth doing an experiment and putting two similar products up, mm. one clearly marked as AI art, mm. AI illustrated, and one clearly not, yep. just to see what the sales figures are on each and see if it makes a difference. Oh, charging actual money for it. Well, that's the thing, you know. You, yeah. You get into all sorts of, yeah. So. Well, I, I suppose you could charge, like, I don't know, you could do one for. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't put it as a free download because everyone would just download both. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do one for like $10, one for $8. Mm. And um, as long as you, you can have it. So like if you download the $10 one, they'll pay $2 to the artist. Do you know what it would be better? Mm. Is if you could tell the AI just use a select library of art mm. that you knew who had done it. So mm. I could, you know, go to an artist friend of mine and say, for this experiment, I need to mm. do this. Can we use your art? We'll tell it only to use your art, and anything that it makes will pay you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it's just an experiment. We're not trying to make money off this. We're just trying to get data. So if, if it makes any money, people do buy it. We will give that to you. Mm-hmm. That could be a way to do it. But can you, can you mm-hmm. don't think you can do that with, like, mid-journey and stuff, can you? Uh, no, because you have no idea what they've been, quote, trained, unquote, on. Yeah, and you can't yeah. just tell it to use a select... You can't say, just no. use this library of art here yeah, I, as your again, source, yeah. It, it, it goes back to that whole it doesn't know what art is. Mm. It knows what people will accept. So it grows that association between a word mm. and an output which people either accept or reject. So mm. the more often you use mid-journey, the more you're training it. So you're yeah, even yeah. using it to make stuff. Yeah, you that's are true. providing free labour for a company that is at some point going to whack it behind a paywall and be like, well, thanks very much for all your help, suckers. Mm. Um, is Mid Journey not behind a paywall? I think it is, but oh. they could put up a higher one than what you can do. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, um, it's like, it's like, I'm just using Photoshop. They're not the paying artists, I'll tell you that, mate. <laughs> I was using Photoshop the other day. Like, AI stuff just built into Photoshop now. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's everywhere and it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people trying for productivity tools, mm. but. The way they're trying about it, of course, is rather than saying, this is an aid to creativity to take the grunt work out of stuff, right? Mm. Because we both know editing stuff down into something good is so much easier than writing on a blank page. Yeah? that That's just the case, you know? Mm. If you've got some well-written communist English, oh, you can... No. Heading, editing is hard to do well. Uh, I, I, so there's uh, a well, reason editors get paid, <laughs> you know? It's well, a skill to, you know... Okay, for me, editing is a lot easier than writing, mm. which is, I guess, why I enjoy editing more. But, mm. uh, but yeah, like you, if you've got something, you can edit it mm. into something a lot easier than just script. But I feel that writing stuff is harder, and like mm. bootstrapping good written English into existence. Mm. So you could use that to do a bunch of stuff and maybe be a spur for creativity, mm. and then mix and match and use parts of it, and it would be a creativity aid. Mm. But instead, they're trying to use it as a creativity replacement. Yeah, yeah. And that is where they're going wrong. They're mm. like, oh, we could do so much more programming if we just, we, we'd be so much more profitable if we replaced all our programmers with AI programmers. It's like, who is checking the world? Well, I'll what tell you're you doing? what, you're, you're going to see it with writers soon, for okay. sure. We, and okay. we've seen it with that already. You're going to see it with writers soon, for sure. Some websites are definitely using AI to write articles. Oh, yeah. That has been seen. Um, that's I I, I'm just being a bit mean here, but if you can tell the difference between a New York Times opinion columnist and AI art, AI yeah. writing, then you're doing well, well man. I mean, I don't think AI is at the point where it can write editorial stuff really well, but it can do factual stuff sort of okay, you know? 
Yeah, as long as it's like you're prepared to fact check everything. Yes, that is, there is that as well, yeah. But if, as you say, it's doing the grunt work for you, but you know the topic, you just don't want to sit down and write 4,000 words. Yeah. But you know the topic, you can read it, and you will know if there's anything yeah. wrong in there. If it's like yeah. just doing the work for you. I mean, you could use it like that, Yeah, or, I suppose. Or you, I don't know, like for lawyers, if, you want, if they need to draft a very standard document, like, there's going to be stuff which you have to write every day. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, well, give me that as a form template. And then you yeah. cut, copy and paste and knock it into shape. And that could save you time. I think it is. I, I think, and this is, I, I do think this will happen. And I yeah. don't think it's that far away either. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two or three years away where you will be able to go to an AI tool mm-hmm. and you can tell it to write you an entire D&D book, mm. a source book or an adventure or whatever. Give yeah. it some prompts for what you want. Yeah. And it will output a fully laid out, fully illustrated, ri- yeah. well written book yeah. to those specifications, and it will be fine. Yeah. It will be just. It will just be fine. It will be okay. It will be a D and D book, and it will look like one, and yeah. it will have all the content in it you would want. You will have seen many like it. Yeah. Yes. You know, it will be basically a sort of mediocre, fine D and D book. It won't be a work of genius, but it. But I reckon in the next two or three years, it will be there. I, I mean, you know, people are doing this with novels, right? Yeah, I know. Short yeah, stories. I'm just saying. Like that. Clark's World had to. Oh, close absolutely. Their yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The D and D book's a little more complex. You can do the layout and yeah. the art as well. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But then you think about it from the point of view as us as a publisher. Yeah. So if someone yeah. needs a book of spells, mm. like they want, oh, I want like 300 new spells yeah. for, for my D and D game. Normally, they would go on to try through RPG or something and, and find a third-party book yeah. of D&D spells, or Wizards yeah. might have a book, or whatever. They'll buy yeah. they'll buy an existing book of spells. Yeah. Now, if they can just go to an AI, write me a book of 300 D&D spells. Yeah. I mean, you can tailor it a bit. You can say, I want them all to be necromancy spells, or whatever. You can tailor it in whatever way you a want. A book of 300 necromancy spells you would not, I feel, be able to buy. That'd be difficult to write, yeah. Tricky. You'd run out tricky of ideas spell. after, like, three. But you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, um, where does that lead the publisher? When mm. the when, when, when someone can literally just grab a book that's fine, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Uh, where does that leave us? You know, it's interesting. Well, I, I guess it's just, like, an extension of the fact that people are like, well, we paid the price for this book in 1990, and we say no reason for it to have gone up. It's like, okay. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, it, it happens. It's uh, not like there's a lot of give in the old um, RPG industry. So a lot of people are writing extremely niche games, mm. but writing... So that's certainly where some of the creativity... You, we were talking yeah. earlier about the itch.io stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of the varied stuff that's on there, and some of that is, mm. you know, stuff that I think... AI Super probably niche. yeah couldn't come up with just because oh, it's God just no. yeah <laughs> and that I think is where humans will definitely outpace yeah. AI you know stay ahead of AI by a long shot and yeah. hopefully always will hmm. because AI won't be able to well, maybe AI will be able to do that I don't yeah. know but I, don't know. That's, I mean that's well, definitely we'll harder see, for AI to do we'll, we'll have to we've seen it just trying to write a joke haven't we so. but it wasn't great uh, but on the other hand it wrote a a session report I guess I don't know what it was um, but yeah yeah, um, I kind of think it leaves room for people as if you if you assume, and this is an assumption, yeah. that all the AI stuff is going to be fine, yeah. but not not amazing, but yeah. fine. 
and it's all going to be kind of mainstream and won't do anything kind of niche or interesting, yeah. you know, on the, on the on the fringes of like what is mainstream or anything. Yeah. If you assume that that yeah. that leaves four people to do the really good stuff mm-hmm. and the really which, interesting stuff, which will be hard if you cannot start somewhere. But also, once a lot of that's being written by people, surely the AI, AI will learn from that, scrape that, and learn from that, and yeah. then we'll be able to do that. So. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think gets lost a lot is this is also very expensive computationally. Mm. It uses up a lot of power. Mm. And, like, climate change is kind of Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So this is, like, a big contribution to climate change. It's the same ultimate... Like, ultimately, crypto coins don't really affect me. It's like it's a currency which criminals use to be untraceable. But I don't really care. That's not my problem. Mm. What I care about is all this crypto mining, all this Bitcoin yeah. mining, all that stuff, is a huge waste of electricity. Yeah. C- countries use less electricity than Bitcoin miners mm. were using. Countries, whole entire countries full of people that needed electricity were using less than this stuff going on. Mm. For a bubble that has since burst. And yeah, so where are we now? And it's a similar thing with this uh, AI stuff. We've got like loads of stuff going on, and it's what what what, what human problem is this solving? Mm. Were people being too creative, too creative, or having a shortage of creativity? Mm. Were creative artists too overpaid because the market was too high? What problem does AI solve? What actual human problem does AI solve? And it's like there's a lot of pie in the sky, but all it's doing currently is it's making creative people's lives miserable. Um and producing stuff that is just fine. Mm. Not stuff that will shine. It's making artists' life harder. It's gonna make our lives harder. What what does it do? So I don't know. It's Yeah. It's just it's just what people choose to do, yeah. really. But then again, for for a lot of uses it only needs to be fine. Yeah, sure. You know, it doesn't have to not everything has to be a work of genius, it just has to do the job. Yeah, but why not? And that it will be able to do. Yeah, so it'll save people a bit of time. But what's the cost that we're going to have to pay? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how these court cases, like that that one with the plagiarism one. Yeah. I mean, I I I have to look this up now because I I, I just remember reading about it. Plagiarism. Yeah. AI court case uh, class action. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about um, plagiarism, then uh, students are losing. Oh, they're, they're handing in uh, papers uh, with the yeah. way AI, which is... Here we go. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Found it. So I found it on the ridges and... Pushed. Yeah, it's all over yeah. the place. Okay. So Lloyd Stu says, Open AI violated US authors' copyright, copyrights to train AI chatbook. Chatbot. Yeah. Chatbook. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the suit has been... Um, yeah. So it started with two US or? authors, uh, Massachusetts-based writers Paul Tremblay and Mona Awad. Awad. Yeah. Um, said that ChatGPT data mine copied from thousands of books without permission, infringing the author's copyrights. It's proposed, it was um, um, uh, sued in San Francisco Federal Court on Wednesday. Except that was, I don't know when this article was written, June 29th, so a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Claiming, um, claiming a proposed class action suit on this. So um, Microsoft, who obviously own or back um, uh, OpenAI, which is um, ChatGPT, have yeah. not responded to requests for comment as yet. So, no. interesting, interesting. I would like to see what happens. Yeah. But it is happening. Yeah. So, 
Um, it's like the courts will decide some stuff and we will have to wait and see. Well, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, AI can write stuff. Yeah. And that's one thing. You then publishing the stuff is another thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So where legal stuff is going to come in is going to be what you, are you allowed to publish stuff made by AI? Yeah. I mean, currently for me, there is a legal risk that it might just come down to that not only is AI art not copyrightable, Mm -hmm. but actually the copyright is with the artist. Yes. Uh, And they're going to have to find a way to back engineer it and derivative works that were made with this. It could be a whole thing. What if it became the law that AI has to name every source that it scraped for any given thing? Yeah. You for a start, credit them. Yeah. for a start. Um, yeah. However long that list is, it has to do it. Yeah, not, that doesn't actually compensate anyone, but at least it's, it's a start. So you can identify the sources. Yeah, then you at least know where it came from, and that's yeah. that's a law that I could see happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to if you're, if you're scraping stuff and using AI to do that, you have to say who wh- where it came from. Yeah, and then it's like, where does the compensation come in? Then so do you know? You put a law saying if you do do that, then you have to pay the sources. And also, don't forget that some of these people might not want to sell you their there stuff. Is that yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that is where it is a, definitely a problem. So there's got to be an opt-out thing. I mean, some people yeah. might be because you know how like uh, music artists get paid like tiny amounts of money on Spotify when their oh, music. Oh yeah, play. yeah. If it was something like that, so they it's an op if it was opt-in, yeah, and basically you got paid a tiny amount of money every time your bit of data or you art got some or was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that might be an approach. I don't know. It, it, it a could framework be. in which it could be done. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that would concern me is what if, you know, people are saying, actually, it's not okay, and then you get yeah, that, how do you people do with that? around and saying, like, you know, if you find out that actually your your RPG artwork, yeah, there's twen- there's 10% of that is Disney, and they saying, no, we're going to come after anyone who's used our work. Mm. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in that position because right, then so, you have big lawyers. <laughs> so the stuff that they scrape, right? Yeah. Are they taking that off the internet or do they have a database? Yes. Off uh, the internet. They're just like... So it's nobody's manually compiled a database of like a, no, 10 million they? images and said, use that. They've just said, look a, at the internet. That would be a lot of work, wouldn't it, Russ? Yeah, it would be a lot of work, yeah. Yeah, so... The whole thing about this is they're trying to avoid working. They're trying to avoid paying artists. Yeah. So the yeah. thing is, you, if you had oversight and or, like, or they, or, or you the had you had to art station deviant art. That's the database they're going to be using. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what? But what if like the law says you can't do that? You've got to maintain your own database of opt-in yeah. art. Yeah. Um. It's um. You you know, and you've got to come to agreements with artists for yeah. their art to be in that database, and you have to use your database. You can't just use the internet. That could work. Like, if artists are getting paid, they will probably have far less complaints. Of course. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ha- but how would we do that for written words? Like, well, how again, would- so, so, so again, so what you do, you say, right, when you are generating something, you've yeah. got to use this database that you own, yeah. which has, you know, 25,000 books in it or something, or however many books in it. Yeah. They're listed. Yeah. You know what the books are. Yeah. And if the computer scrapes anything from any of those books, yeah. that artist gets paid. Yeah, like maybe in proportion of royalties or something. Yeah, yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's the only way I can think of it. You'd have to have oversight so people could check that you weren't cheating and you were only using that database and things. But lots of industries have oversight, so it can be done. Oh, yeah. The medical industry, for example, you know, it's like... Yeah, health and safety. Mm. These things can be done, but they will not be done unless there is, like, votes in it to persuade lawmakers that they need to take the finger out and sort this out. Mm. And who's got the time and energy for that? So Ah, You know who's got the time and energy for that? The Disney's and stuff yeah, yeah, who don't yeah. want their stuff scraped. Yeah. That's who. Yeah, so I'm 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 hoping that the Disney Corporation at some point will stir themselves when people start producing lots of AI knockoff Mickey Mouse and be like well, hey, yeah. perhaps not. I, I, yeah, I think they'll they'll do they might end up doing something good for society, even though they're doing it in their own interest. Uh yeah. I mean it is possible. I'm, yeah, I don't know. We're just we're just predicting, but uh, we we are we are yeah. I I think conjecture is a strong yeah. term for yeah. what's going on. Right. Here. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. <laughs> Wildly, and it changes every month anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I like think just for the moment, ongoing. you know, I don't I don't think publishers should really be using AI art at the moment because it does yeah. look to me like it's plagiarism. Yeah, in, in my eyes, that's what it really does look like it is, and also because I just. I want to support the artists, and I guess that's a personal choice. That's a separate issue, but I, w- I want to support the artists. I know artists. I work with artists. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to continue arting. <laughs> so no, that's fair enough. Continue arting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you you keep on arting, mate, and I, no, that's good. I like that. Mm. Yeah, uh, I like artists to keep arting because a good piece of art is absolutely one hundred percent inspirational for me. So yeah. I think what's gonna? Yeah, I think yeah. When it, when it gets to the point where you can literally tell it to make a book, and it will, it will, like a fully illustrated, laid out illustrated book, and it will get to that point, I think that is going to be, well, it already is very disruptive to the industry as it is now, but it's going to be so disruptive to the industry at that point that the industry will change face completely into something else. No, yeah. Yeah, we, we just, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's like, we, we it's not done and dusted. We, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. Mm. I, I would attempt to follow uh, people like the AI Research Foundation mm. uh, because they are not trying to sell you anything. Mm. They're like trying to give you uh, an assessment of what's going on. Mm. I mean, you might not always like what they have to say, but at least you know they'll be trying to do their best. Yeah. Anyway, do you think we've covered this topic then? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. How yeah. about before we go, I'm going to ask a, I'm going to ask ChatGPT to tell us a joke. Tell okay. me a Dungeons and Dragons joke. We'll sign off with a Dungeons and Dragons joke from ChatGPT. Ready? Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, ChatGPT is thinking. Okay, why did the wizard bring a ladder to their D and D game? Because they'd heard the adventure had high level spells. I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. 
just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. I should do that. What, have uh, a holiday? Yeah, I haven't had a holiday yeah. in years. I really need one. You do? Yeah. You look haggard. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Peter, for that. You're very welcome. <laughs> you always know that if you want more, to get insulted, talk to Peter.